You're listening to episode number 10 of the Keto Diet Podcast. Hey, I'm Leanne from healthfulpursuit.com, and this is the Keto Diet Podcast, where we're busting through the restrictive mentality of a traditional ketogenic diet to uncover the life you crave. What's keto? Keto is a low-carb, high-fat diet where we're switching from a sugar-burning state to becoming fat-burning machines. If you're in need of keto recipe food prep inspiration, I've prepped a free seven-day keto meal plan exclusive for podcast listeners. The plan is complete with a shopping list and everything you need to chow down on keto for seven whole days. Download your free copy at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash keto meal. Let's get this party started. Hey guys, it is episode 10 and I'm running it solo. I haven't done this in a while. I feel like it's going to be so great to chat with you about all the things. And this is a very exciting episode because I'm going to be answering your questions. Just like what we used to do on the No Sugar Coding podcast, I've been getting a lot of awesome questions lately from you guys. And there were a bunch of different themes going on. So I thought I would take this episode to answer your questions as it seems to be be like a lot of you need it. So I hope you enjoy all of the things we're going to be chatting about today. Before we get to that, the awesome thing this week is that we are no longer going to be reading reviews on the podcast. So you guys know how much I value your reviews, which you can leave by going to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash review. I just felt like reading them out. I just, I don't know. Now that it's been 10 episodes, I feel like you guys know that I love reviews and it would be super awesome if you could post one because I share all of this content and I organize everything and it'd just be awesome if you could share your thoughts and give me feedback by leaving a review and it also helps other people find the show. The more reviews you get, the higher ranking you get, and more people that will consume this information and perhaps find keto and get their health on track. And so it, it's really, really helpful, not only to me, but also to our community. I felt like reading the reviews. It just made the initial introduction to the podcast continue on forever and ever. You guys told me that you didn't want them anymore, so I got rid of them and we're both on the same page. If you want to leave more feedback or you have ideas for what you'd like to see on the show, you can also email info at ketodietpodcast.com. So today we're going to be chatting about how to know whether you are in ketosis, healing adrenal dysfunction with DHA. EA and pregnenolone and what to do when you are starving, totally hungry on keto. The show notes for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash podcast forward slash E10. And let's hear from one of our awesome partners before we get started. The podcast is sponsored by Paleo Valley 100% grass-fed beef sticks, my new favorite gut-friendly clean protein snack. There are tons of new snack options on the market today, but nothing quite like Paleo Valley's grass-fed beef sticks. They are made from 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, which is really rare, contains all organic spices, are all free of dyes, and are also carb-free, GMO-free, gluten-free, dairy-free free, soy free, and contain zero grams of sugar. But the big reason these beef sticks make me do the happy dance is that they're fermented. Yes, just like fermented vegetables. 
As a result, each beef stick contains 1 billion naturally occurring gut healing probiotics. They're super convenient, delicious, and great for your gut, so don't miss out. Exclusive to our listeners, Paleo Valley is providing 20% off all orders for a very limited time. You'll also be given first dibs on their brand new, insanely delicious garlic summer sausage and summer sausage flavors, just like healthy mini hickory smoked sausages. Get your fermented 100% grass-fed beef sticks for 20% off by going to paleovalley.com forward slash keto. Load up your cart and the discount will be automatically applied. Again, that's paleovalley.com forward slash keto. Some announcements this week. I have two of them. The first one is that my keto holiday cookbook is still live. It's digital. All you gotta do is go to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash keto holiday, grab a copy. It'll be delivered to you in like less than 10 minutes and you can start making all of the things, including dinner party menus that you can select from. So if you're starting to panic about the holiday season coming up and you're thinking, how am I gonna balance a ketogenic diet and also feed my family and also be like the star of the show, making all the awesome things that people love. I put together dinner party menus that serve four or more, including a low calorie holiday menu, a classic holiday menu, a meat free keto holiday menu. I also did a Thanksgiving one. So you can like save that for next year, but allows you to continue to eat keto, feel really great, share things like sugar drop cookies, cream of asparagus soup, celery root salad, eggnog pudding, sausage skewers, which are my personal favorite with your family. Totally rock the keto thing and perhaps encourage your friends and family to look into a ketogenic eating style without forcing them. If they eat this brilliant keto meal, they're going to be like, what? This is how you eat every day. This is so amazing. The second announcement is from one of our sponsors, Primal Kitchen. You can stock up on all Primal Kitchen goods by visiting healthfulpursuit.com forward slash primal and entering the coupon code FAT, all in caps, no spaces, for 15% off. They just launched a bunch of new things. I can't even imagine. Like they just, they hustle. It's so encouraging to be partnered up with such a thriving business and a really, really awesome team. I really like to partner up with companies that treat customers well and treat me well and have a really awesome product. It's so much more than just the product and the creativity in that group is just so fabulous and I love supporting companies that align with my values as well and they love fat which is so great and I'm so happy that we got the coupon code fat how cool is that Um, so you can stock up on all of the goodies again that's coupon code fat all in caps no spaces for 15% off and if you go to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash primal it will redirect you to that store my favorite thing is their classic mayo I've also been loving their Chipotle mayo lately, but I'm pretty sensitive to nightshades, so I have to take it pretty easy, but I had it on a burger last night with pickled turnips and sauerkraut and that mayo with a burger recipe from, I think it was the Keto Beginning, the Everything Awesome Burger. I think it's what it's called. See, I don't know. I write too many books. I don't even know which recipe and which book. And one of my books, it might even be fat-fueled. Yeah, actually it is fat-fueled. It's totally fat-fueled. Where I mixed like mustard powder and a little bit of horseradish in my burgers. It was awesome. Okay, let's get right into it because I have a ton of things to share. 
Okay, so the first question is from Kara and Paula on how to know you're in ketosis. My main question is, how do you know if you're in ketosis? I eat fairly low carbs, maybe 50 per day, and try to stay away from sugar, but when I check ketones with a blood ketone meter, there doesn't seem to be any. What do I do? The second question is from Paula and she writes, hello, Leanne. My question for you is how do I know if I'm in ketosis? After the first couple of days of feeling not so great when I adapted the ketogenic protocol, I started to feel really energetic around the third day, but come the fifth, I was experiencing keto flu. When I tested my urine for ketones, it said that I was producing moderate ketones. It's now been two weeks and I'm still feeling rather off. What can I do? Okay, so this is like a three-part question plus a bunch of parts of answering. So the first part of the question that I read is how do you connect your body to know what it needs, right? So with Kara's question, she was talking about 50 grams of carbs per day and she's staying away from sugar. So that made me think, okay, like how do you connect to your body to know what it needs? Also with Paula... You know, she was saying that she was testing for moderate ketones. It's been two weeks. I mean, that could be keto flu. And then the second piece to the question is, how do you know when you're eating right for your body? And then the third piece is, how do you know when you're in ketosis? Okay, so for the first how to connect to your body. So in the case of Paula, she was talking about keto flu. This could very well be keto flu. And for some people, when you're adapting, it just takes longer to adapt. And that's totally normal. I would encourage you, Paula, to definitely drink your keto lemonade. Make sure that you're having enough electrolytes. I cannot stress this enough. When you think you've had enough electrolytes, like double that. I'm not even kidding. What I like to do is do the keto lemonade, which you can find in either of my programs, or you could get something like a Vega electrolyte powder, or I really like Ultima electrolyte powder and shake that up and drink it a couple times a day. You could also get potassium supplements, magnesium supplements. I like the powder more because I can drink it and it's way easier, but knowing what your body needs. And if you find like two, three, four days, it's not improving. You're still feeling like garbage. You may want to try having a little bit of carbs in the evening just to see if that helps things. And I'm not talking about a lot, just like a handful of some sort of carb, like a sweet potato or maybe an apple with your dinner over a salad and kind of see how that feels in your body. And that's totally okay to maintain that flexibility. Now with Kara, when it comes to connecting to your body and knowing what it needs, you know, you're talking about the 50 grams of carbs per day and you're staying away from sugar. That sounds pretty awesome. So for the second piece of how to know when you're eating right for your body, both of you sound like you're pretty committed to this ketogenic thing. In the case of Paula, she mentioned that she had been eating low carb for a year. So that's awesome. Sounds like it's really resonating with you. And for Kara, it sounds like you're pretty sensitive to sugar. So eating keto sounds like it's a pretty natural person progression to you. But for those listening, you know, if you're forcing yourself to do something that your body just doesn't love, like there are people out there that really resonate with eating vegan. And I don't understand it personally. I was a hot mess when I was vegan, but you know, some people that are meant to be vegan and then try to eat ketogenic and it just isn't working for them. Like it's okay that your body just doesn't like this eating style. Just like my body doesn't like super, super strict keto. It doesn't make me a bad person or doesn't make me less worthy of talking about keto. It just means that my body's a little bit different and everyone's body is different. So to the third piece that I noticed in both of your questions is, you know, how do I know when I'm in ketosis? Like what are the signs? 
So fat adaption is where our bodies are using fat as energy, which really is the preferred method of fuel for all humans. So one of the reasons why we carry fat on our bodies so we can use this fuel when dietary fuel is unavailable or scarce. So what does burning fat as energy, aka being fat adapted, feel like? There are clear signs that point to you being in fat burning mode. And I want to differentiate between fat burning mode, fat fueled, ketosis, because there's a lot of misconception in the ketogenic community that if you're not eating severely high fat, like more than 75% fat, you are not ketogenic. It doesn't matter what your ketones say. You can be fat adapted and still have quite a lot of carbs. The process of becoming fat adapted really comes when you lower your carbohydrates. But for example, myself, I can get away with 80 grams, 100 grams of carbohydrates now that I'm fat adapted and still maintain a really, really good ketone number. So whereas my friend Jimmy Moore, he always says that, you know, if he goes too high on the carbohydrates, So we're talking single digits here or even 10, maybe 20 grams. He says that it kicks him out of ketosis. He feels like garbage. Whereas if I go that low, I don't feel well. So it really, really depends on your body. And there are paleo people out there that can eat paleo, like a more higher carb paleo approach and be fat adapted. So you don't need a ketogenic diet to become fat adapted, but where the ketogenic diet worked really, really, really well for me is getting off that carbohydrate train of the blood sugar highs and lows and the hypoglycemia and all the craziness, cravings, everything that was going on. When I became fat adapted through a ketogenic diet, I found like I could eat more carbohydrates. So that's just an aside there. But how to know if you are in ketosis? Well, the best way to know is to test. And there are three ways to test. One is urine, one is breath, one is blood. I think urine, well, I know that urine doesn't necessarily test correctly. So what should happen is when you start to eat ketogenic, your body should become better and better at using those ketones instead of dumping them into your urine. So at a certain point, ideally, or what a lot of people experience is that the ketones stop showing up in the urine. So it's not a really awesome way to test because it can be quite inaccurate. Breath, I personally have looked at breath monitoring as well as blood ketone monitoring and put them side by side and test them at the same time. And I can't really find a really good correlation. I find that the breath can be a little bit wonky in the breath testing. So my option and what I love to do the most is blood ketone testing. I personally haven't tested in quite a long time because I find it triggering to my experience. And I know that I'm in ketosis and I know that I'm fat burning when I kind of hit a couple of markers for myself. So for me personally, now that I'm fat adapted, I've been eating ketogenic for over a year and a half. I know that when I wake up in the morning and I'm not hungry and I can go till around 11.30 to 1.30 without feeling like I need to eat, when I crave fat, when I'm hungry, those are good indications now that I'm fat adapted that I'm continuing to fat burn. But if you're first getting started, some signs that you may want to watch for if you don't want to test or um, you know you don't have the cash to test because it can be quite expensive to test your blood... Some signs you may want to look for are 
the ability to skip meals without getting angry. So the second one is that it's easy to go three, four, five hours without a snack. Third one is you don't get ravenous or crave carbs two to three hours after your last meal. The fourth is you crave high fat foods over high carb foods. The fifth, exercise doesn't require carbs to push through plateaus. So in the case of Paula, she was mentioning in her question about working out and not having the energy to do that. Definitely, it may be a sign that you're not quite fat adapted yet. So when you start to gain that energy and you start to be able to push through plateaus without needing those carbohydrates as a previous runner, I can attest to the fact that if I ran more than 15 kilometers, I just I needed the carbs in my body. Otherwise, I'd bonk and that sucked. The sixth is you have copious amounts of energy. So again, Paula was mentioning that after a couple of days, she was like having more energy and stuff. So in the case of Paula, I'm really feeling like you're pretty well fat adapted other than the fact that you're not having the energy. So this could be two things. One is you're not having the energy because you're not fat adapted. But the reason I'm feeling like you're on the right path is because you said after two days, you were like totally crushing it and you had a lot more energy. I think in the case of Paula, it's a matter of your electrolytes and making sure that those are balanced and you should just slide into ketosis and match all of these signs that you are now using fat as fuel. The seventh is that you experience steady, even energy throughout the day without afternoon crashes. And the eighth is that your thoughts seem lighter, clearer, and more concise. And if you've been fat adapted for quite some time, you know exactly how awesome your brain feels on ketosis. So any of the fat fuel profiles that you choose, and the fat fuel profiles are from my program Fat Fueled, you should be able to fat adapt whether your carbohydrates are higher or lower it shouldn't matter if you are on the right fat field profile for your body and you're adapting the eating style to work well for you then you should be able to completely feel awesome on a ketogenic diet assuming that it's right for your body so for Kara. I think I answered your question on how to know if you're in ketosis. Everything looks pretty good there because you mentioned that um, you were checking your ketones with a blood ketone meter and there didn't seem to be any. I would give it time. Like know that fat adaption takes time and be comfortable with that and be okay with that. I would say that if after 30 days, your blood ketone meter is still registering zero, there are a couple of things that you can do. The first one is start eating more and start fasting. So start eating more food and start fasting and like don't restrict your food when you're fasting. Please don't restrict your food when you're fasting. And the second one could be to lower your carbohydrates. Now we're not talking about a lot, like maybe lower them five grams and see how that goes. And then maybe another five. I wouldn't go from 50 grams of carbs per day down to 20. (laughs) Like that might be a little bit too drastic for your body. So start with that and see how you go. The Keto Diet Podcast is excited to be partnered with Primal Kitchen, the makers of uncompromisingly delicious, high-quality, nutrient-dense, real food products that are also non-GMO and paleo-approved. In the world of real food eating, it's what you put on your food that keeps it interesting, and food that's good for you tastes even better with Primal Kitchen foods. And they've just come out with a dairy-free, keto-friendly ranch dressing that you can slather on just 
about everything. Using 100% pure avocado oil as a base, their ranch dressing includes only the finest functional and health food ingredients like nutritional yeast, apple cider vinegar, organic garlic, onion, dill, cage-free organic eggs, black pepper, and chives. Stock up on all Primal Kitchen goods by visiting healthfulpursuit.com forward slash primal and entering the coupon code FAT, that's all in caps, no spaces, for 15% off your entire order. The second question is from the Keto Woman on healing adrenal dysfunction with DHEA and pregnenolone. I have low DHEA and I'm taking 10 milligrams a day and my doctor has recommended that I start supplementing with pregnenolone. I also have adrenal dysfunction. My numbers were lower than Leanne's when she went through her adrenal dysfunction. And I'm wondering, how does all of this work together? If I take DHEA and pregnenolone, will it help balance my adrenal dysfunction? So this is a question I get all the time and it usually comes in the form of I'm really tired all the time. What the heck? So I kind of like fleshed it out a little bit to give you more details about really the, the pathways to all of this. So first off, my recommendation would be to check out the episode with Dr. Uzi Rice. So good on the Keto Diet Podcast. I loved interviewing him. Low DHEA and adrenal dysfunction, they often occur side by side. This is something that I have worked on balancing for quite a long time. So for those who aren't familiar with DHEA, it's a natural steroid and a precursor hormone produced by the adrenals. It's synthesized by cholesterol, so if your cholesterol levels are low, a high-fat diet will level them out and aid in hormone production long-term. So this was the case in my experience with going ketogenic. Once my cholesterol balanced out, I was able to produce some of the hormones I couldn't because my cholesterol was too low. A lot of people supplement with DHEA when it's not needed. So to anyone, if this conversation triggers interest in you, I highly advise that you test your DHEAS before supplementing and know that it declines as we age. So a lower DHEA number on a 70-year-old compared to a 20-year-old is normal, but you may want to work with a hormone specialist to kind of figure out your DHEA because... In the case of my adrenal dysfunction, once I started supplementing with DHEA, it really helped my adrenals. When used in circumstances where people need it, DHEA can assist in jumpstarting our hormone balance because it's a precursor to estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. So it's like I don't know, the mama hormone. It's so great. In addition to taking DHEA, your adrenals also make stress hormones called cortisol and adrenaline. So Many of us know that our adrenals create cortisol and maybe a lot of us know about adrenaline, but I don't think a lot of people know about DHEA. So upon supplementation, some women may use it to make more estrogen, while others will use it to make more testosterone. So it totally depends on your body. And that's why testing, even when you start taking DHEA, is so, so important. Some of the signs of adrenal dysfunction and where you may want to focus if you also have low pregnenolone could be chronic stress, yo-yo dieting, emotional turmoil, and this includes negative body image, poor nutrition, and job-related stress. So after a while, what happens is that your adrenals get tired of pumping out cortisol and they simply can't manufacture enough DHEA to support a healthy hormonal balance. So when you have enough DHEA, so say your adrenals are totally awesome and your cortisol is balanced and you have enough DHEA, your body can produce the hormones it needs when it needs them 
Your mood will be stable. You will feel clear headed. You're joyful without meaning to like you don't need to really necessarily have a gratitude practice. You're just like snapping your fingers to the beat and feeling happy all the time or most of the time. You have a refreshing zest for life and you're just feeling good. So if you don't feel these things, it could be a sign that your DHEA is a little bit off. So if you've determined that DHEA supplementation is required, as we mentioned in the episode with Dr. Uzi Rice, bioidentical sublingual is best. So in addition to supplementing with DHEA, what you might want to do in order to balance out the DHEA, pregnenolone, cortisol, stuff that's going on in your body is connecting with people. So going out with friends, going out with family for dinner, for snacks, for activities and really connecting with people. Not so much like, how was your day? Oh, mine was good. How's Sam? Oh, he's good. But just like connection, talking about things that matter to you, finding play in every day. So if you have a dog, they are great. For playing, and they can make you feel really, really good about a lot of things. Finding positive movements. In my case, it's continuing with my yoga practice and making time for myself with a positive movement that makes me feel good. Not that I feel guilty and I'm comparing myself to others, but just in the moment, loving the way that my body moves. Finding your people either in a spiritual group or community, really connecting with people ties in line with that connection of just feeling like you're part of something. So, Let's go through a little bit about hormones and how they're made in your body so that you can understand kind of the flow of things. So there's cholesterol, and I imagine this being like a big umbrella. So cholesterol is at the very top, and then you have pregnenolone, which then converts over to DHEA, and DHEA then makes testosterone and estradiol, estrone. So that's part of that pathway. And under pregnenolone, progesterone is also created, and cortisol is created through the pregnenolone piece. So what can happen is if you're super, super stressed out, it's called the pregnenolone steel. So instead of being used to create sex hormones, pregnenolone can be used to make copious amounts of cortisol instead. So kind of switches out that whole process of producing progesterone or moving over to DHEA and producing testosterone and estradiol and goes straight to cortisol. And this is called the pregnenolone steel. And it's not a very good thing. Pregnenolone is the memory enhancer. So if you're finding like your memory's a little bit off and you're not having a good time mentally, oftentimes that's a good sign that your pregnenolone is being used to convert cortisol instead of doing what it needs to do to balance out your hormones. So where we see this most is people suffering from stage three or four adrenal fatigue. And this is where your cortisol becomes low, 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 low. So the individuals that were asking this question about adrenal dysfunction and where my levels were at, I was moved on to stage three, almost at stage four. My cortisol was super, super low. So some things you may want to do to mitigate this in addition to checking out your DHEA, even testing your cortisol and seeing where that's at is some pieces of supplementation. So I find that pregnenolone replacement improves energy, vision, memory, clarity of thinking, well-being, and sex drive. However, it may worsen existing fatigue and may even trigger adrenal crashes. So if you are working with a doctor and they're like, heck yeah, just take pregnenolone, make sure that you chat with them about what your options are. Um, It's not like I'm saying don't do it, but just be mindful of that. 
because it can further your adrenal issues. The more advanced adrenal weakness, the more likely such experiences are common. So if you have stage one or maybe even two adrenal dysfunction, it may be worthwhile looking at pregnenolone to supplement. Or if you are beyond that stage, what I did is supplement with DHEA and Cortef, which is hydrocortisone, in order to get my levels back up so that my pregnenolone could happen naturally. So oftentimes, and in my case, people with adrenal dysfunction are prescribed DHEA and hydrocortisone. So that's that Cortef that I was talking about. As someone who has struggled with the cortisone treatments, it's not something that I would personally recommend unless you are chatting with a doctor and working with that. Um, I go off and on it. I'm currently back on it because writing a book is hard and it's a lot of work and really stressful. And I was finding that I needed that Cortef in order to bump up my levels and make me feel pretty good. But it, you know, if you are approaching your health from a place of balance and really listening to your body, which I wasn't, (laughs) then it shouldn't be a problem, but it kind of like snuck up on me I made it a little bit challenging. There are other adrenal support items that you can take. You could look at supplementing with actual adrenal gland that a naturopath may be able to work with you on. Any of the B vitamins are really, really great. I found that any of the adaptogen herbs actually made it worse for me, but really one step at a time, positive movement. I would highly recommend if you're doing things like spin classes or, you know, running or really high intensity workouts, you might want to stop doing that at least for now. I know everyone hates when I say that, but it can be really, really, really helpful to just give your body a little bit of time to do its thing and heal and feel really great. podcast is partnered with vital proteins you guys know how much i love vital proteins their collagen peptides collagen protein also known as beef gelatin as well as the marine collagen has just been transformed into stick packs so if you love their products just as much as me but you're sick and tired of putting your collagen or gelatin into little baggies yourself they've done it for you each stick pack has 10 10 grams of either your collagen peptides, your beef gelatin, or your marine collagen all in one little pack that you can put in your purse, you can take with you camping, you can even bring them on holidays. Each box comes with 20 stick packs. Super excited about this. You can stock up on your stick packs and other awesome things from Vital Proteins by going to vitalproteins.com and using the coupon code VPHP10 for 10% off your entire order plus free shipping in the U.S. The third question is from Dana on being starving on keto. Dana writes, I am on my fourth week on keto and I am starving. My macros are 1,250 calories, 65 grams of fat, 15 net carbs, and around 100 grams of protein because I lift weights six days a week. I lift weights six days a week. I just wanted to reiterate that. Also, I have noticed this incredibly irritating feeling like I'm constantly annoyed. Is this normal? I am also going through amenorrhea for the past nine years, so I am doing keto so I can hopefully restore my cycles. Okay, Dana. My advice to you as somebody who struggled with amenorrhea for eight years is that 
my experience, you need to stop lifting weights. You need to sit down. You need to eat all the things and you need to continue to sit down. Have you ever watched Gilmore Girls? It's really great. It has seven seasons. You can sit and watch all seven seasons and eat when you're hungry and just sit and eat and sit and maybe go for a walk when you like want to get up, stretch your legs and then get back to sitting and eating. What happened? It's interesting. I'll share a little story with you. Um, so I had a menorrhea for eight years. Got my period back about a year and a half ago. Last month, I finally decided, okay, I love cycling. I'm going to start cycling again. And we cycled twice. And I didn't change anything else. And my period is now late by 10 days. I'm not even kidding. And at the time, I was like, oh, I wonder, like, I'm just going to play around a little bit more working out. And I started getting stressed about it with the schedules. I went twice and my period's late. So I, I'm a very delicate flower and you might be as well. And Dana, the fact that you're only eating 1250 calories and you're working out six days a week, this is crazy to me. If you do not want to give up the lifting weights and you want to take things like baby steps, you need to eat when you're hungry. Your body is starving because your body is really hungry and it's asking you for food. And if you continue on this path, given my experience on amenorrhea and not having a period for that long, restricting what you're eating is not going to help the situation. And I wish, I wish, wish, wish somebody had like, I wish I had submitted a question on a podcast and somebody had said this to me because the path you're going down in my experience will not get your period back. And the period is such a great indication of health and where you're at right now. So the fact that your body is telling you that you're hungry and you're telling it like too bad we're on this diet and there's nothing you can do about it you need to listen to that so i would say your first step is start eating enough when you're hungry eat when you're hungry eat and when you're hungry and you're eating because i have a feeling because you've been dealing with amenorrhea and you're working out this much you're probably a lot like me and you're like oh my god i can't eat that much because then what's going to happen is i'm going to eat all the things and then i'm going to get heavy and like my life is going to be over and nobody's going to love me it's okay. It's totally fine. Everyone's still going to love you. Life is still going to go on. You know, babies are still going to be born and your friends are still going to love you. It's totally okay. But what you need to do first and foremost is when you're hungry, you need to eat. And when you're eating, if you're stressing out about all the things, repeat the same thing over and over in your head. It's I'm nourishing my body. I'm nourishing my soul. I'm nourishing my body. I'm nourishing my soul. If soul doesn't feel comfortable with you, make up your own mantra. For me in that moment, when I was starting to eat enough to get my period back, that's what I needed to hear constantly. And if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're hungry, eat. And if you wake up at nine o'clock in the morning and you're hungry, eat. If you don't feel like fasting that day, eat, like just eat. And then after a couple of weeks slash months, whenever you're comfortable with that strategy, move on to perhaps maybe taking a break from lifting weights, go for walks, get out in the sun. There are a bunch of reasons why amenorrhea happens. First and foremost, birth control, exercise, your weight is too low, nutrition, stress. And for weight, it's actually quite phenomenal. So I have these, <laughs> I call them my period genes. <laughs> and when I fit the genes perfectly, I know that my weight has gone too low and I won't get my period. And when the genes are pretty snug, I know that I'm going to get my period that month. I'm not even kidding. Like my weight 
so, so, so dictates whether or not I'll get my period. And to me personally, having my period is the most important thing in my life right now. Like if I'm not getting my period, there's something that I'm doing wrong. And my period being 10 days late, I was like, oh shoot, probably shouldn't do spin again. Hormones are so important. And and what I mentioned previously about a period being such a great sign of your health is that it helps with your menopause. So, you know, Dana, if you go another 10, 15, 20 years not getting your period, your menopause is going to be a hot mess. Or, you you know, in my case, I was diagnosed to be in menopause already and I was in my early 20s. Having balanced hormones helps with weight stabilization, metabolism, um, mood, hair, skin, nails, you name it. You want estrogen, you want progesterone, you want pregnenolone, you want a little bit of cortisol running through there. You want those things to be balanced. So when you're not getting your period, you're not going to be experiencing that. So I would say that some things you might want to look at in addition to eating enough is supplementing with things like Vitex. Vitamin B6 is a good option. I would take that with a good B complex make sure that you're doing vitamin C that can be helpful too for adrenal support. And then I would recommend also testing your thyroid and seeing where that is at. Uh, Your free T3 should be around 6.5 and your TSH should be around 1.4. Since your adrenals may be of question and making sure that uh, your adrenals are functioning properly, I would test your cortisol AM. And this is a test that you can do before 9 AM and it should be tested through the blood and the number should be around 550. Also, your state of mind is going to be really big here. And we chatted about chat, you know, repeating, I'm nourishing my body, I'm nourishing my soul while you're eating food. The food you're eating is probably perfect for this. You're eating keto. It's going to help you produce cholesterol in order to get those hormones revving up, but you need to make sure you're eating enough. You need to give yourself full permission to eat, full permission. And you know what? If that means that at this current time you want corn chips, you don't have your period, I would say go for it, girl. Like just just get your period, <laughs> get your period. And then another thing that you may want to learn and, and play around with is trusting your body. So like the corn chip example, if what you want is corn chips, have the corn chips. If you don't feel like eating this morning, don't eat. If you feel like eating a whole bunch when you wake up at two o'clock in the morning, you got to eat a whole bunch. A changed body is not a bad body. And that's something I reminded myself of frequently. Make sure you have compassion toward yourself and a future self practice might work. If you just go to the Google machine and type in future self meditation, you can find it. That might be really helpful and positive movement. So maybe switching out those heavy lifts and things like that and weights with walking or yoga and something that isn't restrictive that makes you feel feminine and amazing and really tapping in to that feminine energy. So Those are the questions for this episode. I loved answering your questions. If you guys have more questions or you have suggestions on upcoming episodes that you want to hear, definitely email me at info at ketodietpodcast.com and I'll include everything that I mentioned in today's episode. If there are supplements and things that you're curious about, they'll be in the show notes, which you can find at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash podcast forward slash E10 and I'll see you next week.
And that does it for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Thanks for listening in. You can follow me on Instagram by searching Healthful Pursuit, where you'll find daily keto eats and other fun things. And check out all of my keto supportive programs, bundles, guides, and other cool things over at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash shop. And I'll see you next Sunday. Bye.